0: You know worship is a revelation it's a revelation of who god is to you what god has done in your life what jesus means to you that's your revelation what he's done in you that revelation makes you want to worship it makes you want to praise if he's done something in your life then you have every reason to throw your hands up this morning and just praise him and worship him with everything that you have he's worthy he's worthy so as we pray this morning I want to pray over our offering, pray over our service, and I'm going to ask you one thing before they get started with their first song. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. God, I thank you for your son that was sent to die on the cross for me and that he rose again. And Father, that he's seated at your right hand, and we have an assurance that when we accept him as our Savior, we believe on him, Father, that we can spend eternity with you, and that's our hope. Father, that we are just passing through this world. We are here to tell others about you, and then we're going to be reunited with you. And what a day that will be when, my Jesus, I shall see. And, Father, I thank you for this service. I thank you for everyone that's able to give uh, in obedience to you. Father, I just pray that you bless that and multiply it. And, Lord, just continue to keep your hand upon Orchardville Church as we focus in on what you would have us to do. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. They're getting ready to sing. A song called Let Me Tell You About My Jesus. It's a new song. They're debuting this morning. It sounded great during practice. But I'm going to give you a chance right now, maybe one word, maybe three, to just shout out something about your Jesus and what he means to you. So, throw your hand up. You got something to say, shout it out. Save my life. Anybody else? Forgiveness. Everything. Forgiveness. Healing, we can go around this room and talk about right here. You're just praising, right? She loves Jesus, amen. But we could go around this room and everybody said, let me tell you about my Jesus and what he's done in my life. So as we worship, as they sing this, think about your Jesus. Think about our Jesus and what he means to you and just how powerful he is. And then just see as you dwell on those things, as you bring those things to your mind, if your heart doesn't just start to worship. Amen. Here you go, Carlin.
1: Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden way as heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Because shame's done all it's dealing, And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus.
2: Never fails. will not fail me now will not fail me now in the waiting the same guy is never late he's working all things out you're working all things out
0: Jesus is in this room. He's in this room. We can just throw our hands up one more time and worship him. Father, we thank you for being in this room, and we're asking that your Holy Spirit fill this place. Lord, that we'd see your glory in its fullness, God. That we would understand the magnitude of who you are and what you've done in our lives. Lord, I just lift up your name in this place right now. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you that you're in this place. And you are the reason we are here, God. Hearts are changed at the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you, we worship you, we honor you, we glorify your name, God. Lord, and I pray right now for hearts to be turned towards you in this moment. God, some of us in here may have lost our fire. We may have lost our passion in serving you, but you're not the one that's turned off the fire, God. It's been us, Father, and I pray right now that that's reignited in our lives, in our hearts, in our families, in our church, God. Lord, that we would pursue you and make this place, this temple, all about you, God. All about you, Father. Praise your name. I worship you, Father. Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do in this place, what you're already doing in this place, God. You are great and greatly to be praised. And we worship you. Father, I speak speak against anything the enemy is trying to bring against people's hearts and minds right now in the name of Jesus. We take those thoughts captive right now. Lord, let them be attentive to what you have in store for them this morning. Lord, nothing we do, we want to get out of the way and let you minister, Father, and we pray that right now. In Jesus' precious name, and the church said, amen, amen. Thank you, praise team. Give them a hand, a round of applause. What a beautiful, beautiful morning to serve the Lord. And some of you say, well, it's raining outside, and I said, well, it's raining in here, too presence of the Lord raining down on us. Good, 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 good. Our Windsor, North Carolina mission team, they are back with us. <clears throat> that team was Troy and Fred, Kyle, Kobe, Kelly, and Jim Earlywine. He's from Florida, I believe. But if you're here and you went on that trip, would you stand up real quick? Come on, gentlemen. There's Kobe up there. They were able to put a front porch and a back porch on a house for a, a lady over there in Windsor um, and minister to her, I'm sure. And I heard Kobe was the Gatorade Bandit. Uh, that's what his nickname was while they were over there. Not sure what happened there, but appreciate those guys driving all the way over there and being the hands and feet of Jesus and represent Orchardville Church and God in a great way this week. So we thank them for that. All right, this morning, man, I'm excited. Every time I come in here, I'm excited. I don't know if you're not when you come in. I don't know how you're not, but please, please come in here with an expectation that God's going to do something great every single week. I come in with an anticipation and I'm excited. And the more and more I feel like, you know, I say, God, do something big, do something big, do something great in my life, do something. And he said, I am, I am, I am. I'm like, well, then I probably need to show it a little bit more. And be excited about who you are and be enthusiastic about it and be all in like I talked about a few weeks ago and I am and and I was sitting there while we were worshiping and and we talked about let me tell you about my Jesus and I thought, thought about the old song. I was raised Pentecostal so there's a lot of old choruses and things that go through my mind sometimes when I'm listening to music but there used to be a song that said when I think about Jesus, all he's done for me, when I think about Jesus, how he set me free. What was one of the things after that they said? I could run. And there was another one when I think about Jesus, all he's done for me. I think there was one about dancing. <laughs> but I, Woo! 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 I think another one when I think about Jesus, there was a shout.
2: Woo! Yeah.
0: Jesus! Man. I'm thinking, you know what? I coached and I was a fan and I screamed louder than that when I did those things. So Why can't I be excited about Jesus and do the same thing? So I don't know what else there was. There was spin and jump and all that stuff, but I'm out of breath already. So when I think about Jesus, that's not what I'm preaching on this morning, but as we were talking about it, singing about it, he's just, he's great. He is awesome. He's done so many things in my life, so many wonderful things, been with me through a lot, and I just want to praise him and thank him for it. And every time I get to come in here with you guys and fellowship together, worship together, encourage each other, it blesses me every week, every single week. It's a blessing to be here. This morning though, we are going to talk about, I contain my own excitement. I'll never make it through this. He's still working on me. Anybody know that old song? Let's sing it together. Just the chorus part. Here we go. He's still working on me. Can't hear you. Oh yeah. He's still working on me. Amen. Way to go. Give yourselves a hand. He's still working on me. There's some other verses of that song. Mark sang it to me in my office the other day. It was really nice. He's a good singer. Um, Turn in your Bibles this morning. I'm going to read through a few scriptures before we get started uh, to Jeremiah chapter 18. And I'm sure this topic... This scripture, this passage has been preached a lot over the years. But I want to remind all of us this morning that we are a constant work in progress in Jesus. And as long as we are surrendering completely to him and his will for our lives, that process will continue. He will continue molding us and shaping us into who he wants to be. And I felt like this week as I was praying about this, that some people need to hear this, that God is always working on you. And He is always wanting to to mold you into the image of his son, Jesus, if you are willing to be shaped, to be transformed, to be molded into who he wants you to be. Um, Some of you in here this morning may be feeling like, man, I've tried this, I've messed it up, I've tried it and I've messed it up. And I'm here to tell you, I'm so glad in my life, this is a little testimony for you, that Jesus, that God, they never threw the clay away. With me, I'm so thankful for that because how many times I probably fell off that pottery wheel and messed things up. He just picked me back up. Let me get you again, Rick. Let me fix you again. Let me get you shaped up again. So I'm thankful for that this morning. Um, before I get started, I need some help for a couple people, two or three could help me move some stuff up here. Don't everybody jump at once. I'll lay the canvas thing out on the ground first. Because it could get messy in here in a minute. It's okay. It's okay if it gets messy in church. We all got our own messes. It's the best place to make a mess, and God will clean it up. That was free. I just thought of that one. I didn't really think this out much, Marvin. I'm sorry. Just trying to protect the carpet in case I get a little too messy. Good, good, good. Don't trip over that now. And I'll pray for you and we'll get it fixed. That's good. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Mitch. It's good water right there. Aaron, where would I leave that cord? Oh, there it is. Bear with me. I seen one of those before? <laughs> Lunch? I'm not cooking up anything. Yet. It looks like a what? A crock pot? No, that is a pottery wheel. Yeah, it was news to me too. Uh... <laughs> Cliff Lindemann, Desiree Lindemann, let me borrow that, and I appreciate that, so thank you for that. But Jeremiah 18 is where we're at. We're going to be in verses 1 through 4 to start. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop, and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me, and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped, so he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Let's jump over to verse 12. But the people replied, don't waste your breath. We will continue to live as we want to, stubbornly following our own evil desires. Now, if you want to keep jumping around with me, we're going to go to Genesis 2-7. It'll be on the screen as well. But I just wanted to kind of lay a foundation of scripture here before we get going this morning. Genesis 2-7 says, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Just a little side note on that. The Hebrew word formed in this verse is the same word for a potter, the one who forms. God shaped the form of man from the dust of the earth, and he is still forming us into that image of his son today. And again, that's a continual process in us that he's doing that. Isaiah 64, 8. Isaiah 64, eight. I'll get a drink if you are flipping around to different pages. Or today clicking on different books on your phone. Isaiah 64, eight. And yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. Isaiah 45, 9. Two more. What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Any of you guys argue with God about what he'd want you to do before? How he shapes you and molds you? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? And then finally, Romans chapter 9, verses 20 and 21. Romans 9, verses 20 and 21. No, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, why have you made me like this? When a potter makes jars out of clay, doesn't he have a right to use the same lump of clay to make one jar for decoration and another to throw garbage into? All right, let me pray one more time, and then we'll get into this this morning. Father, I thank you and I praise you for who you are. I thank you for all you do in our lives, God, and we just bless your name right now and just ask that you be with us for the remainder of this service, God. And Lord, if there's anyone anyone at all in here that father that does not know you are watching with us online. I pray that they come to know you as their savior before they leave this place today. I just praise you and I thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. How many of you guys know that God uses many things to teach people? Many things. And he was always about, Jesus was always about using visual aids and telling parables to bring understanding, to make it clear for people. And in this passage, God is showing a lesson to the prophet Jeremiah. God is warning the people of Israel, the people of Judah, about the consequences of their sin. When the people stopped being molded by God, they became distracted. And then they eventually became conquered by sin. And Jeremiah is trying to tell them um, by saying, what do you know? We're going to keep doing, you know, they're they're responding to him saying, what do you know? Who are you to tell us this? We're going to keep doing what we want to do. We're going to keep living our life like we want to live it. Just leave us alone. Jeremiah was sent to the potter's house, and there he saw three simple things that opened up his eyes and his heart to the lesson that God was trying to teach him. Now, the art of, of making a pot has not really changed throughout the years, except now we plug it in. Instead of, you know, they would step on it back then, but now we plug it in. Um... But that's, the whole, that's really the only difference in how you would take clay and make a pot now. It's not really changed a whole lot. The clay is the same as it's always been. The potter's the same with his capable hands, working to mold and shape the clay into the vessel that he wants it to be. Now, I will tell you, I practiced last night. <laughs> Was not good. Was not good. So I'm not even sure what I'm going to do this morning, but I think you'll still get the point by the time I'm done. All right. Um... So what did Jeremiah see in this particular lesson? Okay, first let's look at the clay. Let's look at the clay. I'm going to pull a surprise here in a little bit, but... Clay still the same. Now, this is a Walmart special, so that's probably why I didn't cooperate with me last night. Jeremiah knew that as he watched his potter shaping the clay, that he was looking at a picture of himself. This kind of looks like me, actually. Um, But he knew he was looking at a picture of himself, a picture of every man and woman, a picture of all of you in here. I This is what this is. This is what this clay represents. This is you. This is me. This is our church. This is the nation being molded and shaped how God would want us to be. Amen? Um, We are this clay. I'm going to keep working it. I'm not as strong as some people. He's watching this piece of clay get molded into a vessel. And then in the story, it talks about an imperfection in the clay happens and the potter You know, maybe he got to this point where it starts to look like a little bowl, but he sees an imperfection, and what's he do? He just smashes it, starts it over. Starts shaping the clay once again into the vessel that he wants it to be. And he also sees the wheel. Now, I'm not sure I'm gonna use this one. I might use this kid one. (laughs) That's more my style. But he also sees this wheel. Spinning. This one's not as cool. Sees it spinning. It's really annoying, actually. Over and over and over, sees the wheel spinning. And the wheel, I think, represents our life. How there's things that just keep, you know, life, things are happening all the time, right? We're always facing things. We're always dealing with things. We're always going through things, good and bad. Life is always happening. It's always spinning. And then you also have, what's this? Remember? Who's this? Us. us. What's this? This is life. And then you have the potter. <laughs> yeah. Then you have the potter. And for us... That's God. And God shapes us, molds us. You know, when we first come to him, we're a mess. We're just kind of like a blob. You know, when we come to know Jesus as our savior, kind of picks us up, and God starts working on us. He starts shaping us and changing things in our life. And this part isn't always comfortable. You get up from the altar or wherever you prayed that prayer of salvation and you've got the Holy Spirit of God living in you now. You start to understand that I want to do some things different. I don't want to do the things that I used to do because I know there's been a change inside of me. I know that God did something to me and I've accepted him, his son as my savior and and, and now I know that he wants me to follow the example that Jesus did. So he starts working us, changing us. And again, it's not not easy. When When you become saved and you head out of the building, you go back to the same world that you left when you came in here. So a lot of times you go back to the same situations that were hurting you. You go back to situations that were painful. You go back to friends that were actually destroying you. All the while, God's shaping you. He's changing you into the image of his son and who he wants you to be. And it's not always easy when he does that. You feel it, you notice it. I'm gonna have, I'm actually gonna pawn this off. Come here, Sarah, my wifey. She said, if you're gonna have me do this, I wanna practice, and I didn't. I said, no, I'll do it. He said, I don't know how to do this, and I said, That makes two of us. So. so, this is the wheel, this is the clay. Okay, you're supposed to put this in the middle, I believe, but you have to kind of hold on to it, and get your hands what because if you don't, <laughs> now, now that that was actually perfect because right when that happened, I thought, in life, a lot of times. When we're out of control and things are out of control, our lives are out of control. And we fly right off of there. When we get out of the will of God and we get out from under his hand of protection and do things on our own, whew, there we go. So that was good that that happened. I'll just give this to you though so I don't launch it into the crowd. <laughs> You're doing a great job, honey. Be gentle with it. Yeah. The the what what she's got right now, and, and we're by no means going to make anything beautiful and pretty here. Um, what are you doing? But when we first come to the Lord, we are you know before we come to Him, we're this slimy blob of a mess, which is what that clay is right now. And then He starts working and He starts shaping it, and we know that we're made from the dust of the earth and, and this blob of a person. It's just sitting there until the life of Jesus is poured into it. Now, don't hold it against her if we don't make this something holy right here. And <laughs> there you go. Gentle on the outside there. Okay. And the shaping begins. We begin to yield to God's leading through his Holy Spirit. And he starts to give our life purpose. He starts to let us know, hey, you are loved You are my masterpiece, and who I'm shaping you into be is exactly who I want you to be. You don't have to worry about this person or that person and try to have their giftings and their callings. You are who I made you to be, and I am shaping you into exactly what I want you to do in life and who I want you to be in life. And we have to understand that, that God's doing that, and he's changing us. He's changing us into a vessel And he's in the process, in the process of making us into something beautiful. It's a long process sometimes because some of us are really stubborn. Some of us, like she said, some of us get stuck in life and we just don't know what to do because we've tried to do some things on our own. But in this process, what I really want you to see this morning, again, this is us. This is life where sometimes it's just everything's going on around us, always happening, always happening, and this is God saying, I'm right here. As long as you will keep serving me, as long as you will keep following what I want you to do, as long as you keep following the leading of the Holy Spirit inside of you, you're exactly where I want you to be. And I'm going to make you, I'm going to shape you, I'm going to mold you into who I want you to be. Now, she said turn it back on, but I'm not so confident. Huh? Keep preaching. <laughs> now, here's what happens sometimes. We, we become saved, we're a Christian, we're loving the Lord, we're serving Him, and we trip up. Maybe we fall off the... I'm not going to touch it right now. We fall off the wheel, or we get smashed. And I just talked about this earlier. A lot of times in life, people, when they crash and burn, after serving the Lord, think they've messed up completely and messed up too bad, and they don't want to get back on the wheel. They don't want to get back into a life serving the Lord because they've messed up. Yeah. I've tried this before. I've messed up. I just can't do it. But if you will, again, get back up there, dust yourself off, say, Lord, I'm here. I'm available again. Please forgive me for what I did. He puts you right back on the wheel and starts shaping you and starts molding you again. He doesn't quit on you. So if you're here this morning and you're dealing with stuff and you're, you're struggling and saying, man, I messed up. You know, I... I don't know if God can just keep working on me. Yes, he can. I'm evidence of that. People in here are evidence of that, that God does not stop working in your life just because you you mess up and make a mistake. It's so important to understand as believers that you're not, you're still going to sin occasionally. You're still going to mess up, but get back up there and let God keep completing the work in you until it's final and you meet him face to face. Thank you, honey. (laughs) I don't have a towel for you either. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not good planner. And I kind of put her on the spot there. I wouldn't have done any better. But I think all of us can relate to this. We have some imperfections. We have some things messed up. But as long as we stay in the hands of God... As long as we stay under that umbrella that he has over us for our lives, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm striving and letting him mold me and shape me into who he wants to be, then that's what's important, that I'm still listening to his voice that I'm still doing what he's called me to do, that I'm still uh, a disciple of Christ and trying to follow him the best I can. And we all got issues. We all do. If you're in here and say, I don't have any issues, that's an issue. Okay? Even after we've been established and we've been a Christian for years and years and years, we still have issues. And, and sometimes we don't see, actually we know and God knows. But when you do this, when you're making pottery, actually then you put it in an oven and you bake it and take it through the fire and a lot of times, you know, in clay, when you're, when you're making a pot, you're making whatever you're making, there will be things that are hidden, air pockets or little bubbles and things like that, that if you don't get those worked out as the potter and you face the fire and you go into it, you'll explode. This pot will explode if it's got those imperfections. Now, God knows and you know, a lot of us walk around with these hidden sins in our lives and these things that we know we're not supposed to be doing, yet we keep doing them, and when you come up against the fire, you come up against something big in life. You explode, or you implode, or you fall apart because something that you tried to keep hidden all this time comes to the surface and messes things up. The same thing when you those imperfections, that air, those little bubbles, that things that are in the in the pottery as it goes into the oven. That's the same thing in our life. If we keep walking around with this mask on. That nobody knows this secret sin, the sin that's way down here that I keep doing over and over. Nobody knows that. God knows. And you know. And sooner or later, it's going to come to the surface. Your sin will find you out. And you need to get it uncovered and you need to get the blood of Jesus over it. That's tough to talk about because a lot of those secret sins is stuff that people don't even know about. But you're not hiding it from God. And all you're doing is keeping him from molding and shaping you in who he wants you to be by holding on to something that's not meant to be in your life. When we get established, you know, I've been a Christian since I was six, seven years old. Growing up in church doesn't make me better than the next person that walks in here and gets saved right now, tonight today. Makes me no different but i'm saying in our faith walk as we keep as we keep doing this and we keep striving and keep and pushing towards jesus every single day of our lives and trying to get closer and closer and closer to him sometimes as a finished product even as a finished product like i'm a christian i've been that way for a long time we still get things on us over the years that hinder us that hurt us that need to be chipped away that need to be chiseled off of us and that hurts too Maybe it's your pride. Oh, I made it! Now I get to pastor at Orchardville Church. I will never be that way. If I am, you come slap me in the face. But it happens. It happens to Christians. Things happen where we just get some baggage or things added onto us that need to be taken care of, and those things can be painful to face sometimes. And I'm going to show you a video as we wrap up this morning that talks about just that. Watch the screen. Ephesians two ten says
3: we are God's masterpiece I don't know about you but when I look in the mirror I don't see a masterpiece but I want to so I go to God and I pray dear heavenly father would you do whatever it takes to mold me into the image of your son make me your masterpiece in Jesus name I pray amen hi oh, who are you
4: I'm God. You said the prayer, so here I am. That's how it works.
3: (laughs) You're not God. No, I am. Okay, uh, if you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say?
4: Lamentations is a very short book. It only has five chapters. Why is it so short? I was tired of lamenting. You are God.
3: What's that about?
4: These are the tools I'm going to use to make you into my original masterpiece. This is the process. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Let's get busy. Okay. I'm going to bring up things in your life that don't belong in your life, and... uh, Start right here. Your anger. Ow! I created the emotion, but you use it in the wrongest of ways. You compare yourself to others instead of me. And you lie. You tell little white lies. You're so afraid of confrontation. You're becoming a people pleaser. Okay, time out.
3: Um, I think you've done some really good work, and I'm looking pretty good right now.
4: When you look in the mirror, who do you see? I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because ultimately you and other people need to see my son. Okay, but when I look like Jesus, people get uncomfortable and I don't think I'm supposed to do that. So what you're saying is you'd rather play God in certain areas of your life than for me to be God over your whole life. No,
3: what I'm saying is you've grown me to here. Maybe we take a break from each other for a while. All right, and then I'll stay here and then you come back and we can grow some more.
4: You never just take a break from me. You're either moving toward me or away from me, but you never just plateau. What you're doing is called control. Do you want to control things in your life or can I chisel? Control, chisel, control, chisel. No, 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 chisel. All right, here we go. Can we chisel where I want? That's called control. Okay, sorry. This right here, that secret sin, that thing that you run to whenever you're hurting, you're angry, you're lonely, you're tired. Do you want to keep rearranging this in your life or do you want me to chisel it out? Chisel it. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's your whole Life. life. This, this hurts, okay? I don't think you understand this pain. Don't talk to me about pain. I know all about pain. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin. But I also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And there are things that you are doing in your life that are insane. Allow me to chisel them out of your life. I know,
3: but... I've let you down so many times, God.
4: No, you were never holding me up.
3: Okay, then chisel away. But just be prepared for what you're going to find in there. Because I know who's inside there. God, I get up every morning and I hate what I see in the mirror because inside is this scared, stupid kid and I try. I try, but I can't, I can't be who everybody else expects me to be. God, I can't even be who I want to be, much less who you created me to be. So chisel away and just know what you're going to find in there.
4: You have listened to so many voices, so many critics for far too long that are not for me. And you've bought into the lie. You think you're junk, don't you? When you lay your head down at night, at the end of the day, you think you're junk. I don't take time to make junk. I want to show you something about my love, reach in your back pocket.
3: This is a... It's a page from a notebook when I was in
4: college. How'd you get this? Hello? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, read it.
3: Dear God, did I hear you right? You said you want to use me. But I feel really useless. But if you can take this life, this mess of a life I have, and do with it what you want,
4: I love you, God. I love you, too. And I love you too much just to leave you where you're at. It's going to be tough. Yes. But you bought into the lie thinking everything was going to be easy when you said yes to me. There will be trouble in this world, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I want you to do something. I want you to look out there, and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece.
3: Tommy is God's. No,
4: not the way you see yourself or you try so desperately for others to see you. But maybe for the first time in your life, the way I made you, the way I created you.
3: Tommy is God's original
4: masterpiece. Yes, you are.
3: And so are you. You are an original masterpiece.
0: Amen. If the praise team would come up, He's still working on me. I've seen that video over the years probably a dozen times, and every time I see it, I'm in it. I've been on that side of it where I looked at myself like, How can you use me? How can I be of any value to you, God? And I, and I have to remind myself all the time that I am a masterpiece created by God to do the things that he's called me to do, not the things that he's called others to do, what he's called Rick Hayes to do. And along the way, I've missed it sometimes, I've messed up sometimes sometimes. And I've had to allow God to change me, to mold me, to shape me, to chisel things away that don't need to be there because I want to be a representation of His Son. And sometimes those things hurt. You may be in here this morning and you've had people say things to you that hurt, that you need to let go of this morning. There may be things that were done to you that you need to forgive, that you need to let go of this morning in order for God to work in you like he wants to work. There may be habits that you're still holding on to. I like when that said, you never let me down, you were never holding me up. This morning, if you guys will stand. He's still working on me. Bow your heads for just a minute. God, right now, I pray your Holy Spirit is doing a work. That God, we would not be ashamed, that we would not be too bashful to recognize that we have things in our life that need molded, that need shaped, that need chipped away, chiseled away right now, God. In order for us to advance to what you have for us, we've got to let go of some things this morning. And we have to understand that you are constantly, constantly working on us. And we have to allow you to work on us, even when it hurts. Because God, in all things, you work them together for the good. And Father, right now, I'm praying right now for your Holy Spirit to just start working in people's hearts. That you would just uncover those layers, God, of of deep hurt, of years of hurt, of pain, that some people in here don't even realize they deal with. And Lord, that they would respond and come to these altars, flood these altars, and recognize that you are always working on us. That we all need help. That nobody is perfect. So, Father, as we worship, as we open these altars, whatever anyone needs in here, Father, I pray they come. They put the pride aside and they come and seek your face and let you heal what's broken, let you mend, let you mold, let you shape them into who you want them to be and get past whatever it is that's holding them back right now god help them get back up on that wheel back into the potter's hands and realize that you never threw us away no matter what it was there's somebody here that needs healing physically mentally father i pray they come these altars are open in jesus name amen if you want to come and lay some things down just find a place at this altar as we worship here this morning that haven't responded and i feel like some of you in here you've known the goodness of god you've known the fire and the passion of serving the lord and you've let that die off i don't know why i'm I'm speaking on that a few times today but you've let that die off and you need that passion to come back into you and god's the only one that can do it you can't do it on your own and it's time to stop sitting around waiting and start getting into what god has for you in jesus name Now, but your presence in our lives means everything. And taking the time to be in that, God, is important. It's vital. It's crucial to be encouraged in the Lord. And God, I know you've never taken your hand off this church. Even when we've got things wrong at times, God, you have never changed. God, forgive us, any of us in here, Father, for not making things all about you. God, let us let us lead by your son's example in all that we do, all that we say. God, pour out your spirit on our church again. Let us walk in that authority and that power minister from a place of abundance and not doubt for one second that you are who you say you are and god i just worship you and i praise you and i thank you for continually working on us molding us and shaping us and and, and chipping things off of us god that need taken care of i
5: thank you for that